Ciao, Bella. I am Oceana Fortuna, and this is the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. We'll talk about a magical mix of mystical methods, including everything that works to live your best life, grow spiritually, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, and connect with spirit to embrace the magic that is all around you. If you enjoy the show, please give it a thumbs up or write a glowing review and subscribe so you'll know when the next episode is available. And may good fortune come to all those who listen to the Breathe Love and Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. In this episode of the Breathe Love and Magic podcast, I have a wonderful guest to share with you, Patricia Horton, who is a spiritual medium at heart. She's written a book, I Am the Light, which we'll talk about later. And in the book, she shares her insights about mediumship and trans channeling and all of that and everything she's gleaned from that through the magic of authorship. I love how she says that. Anyway, Patricia is going to talk to us today about what it means to be a trans medium and how she got there. She's been doing this a long time and she was doing channeling before she really did the work of the trans channeling. And she's going to explain all of that to us in just a moment or two. So she reaches out and touches the hearts of the spiritually curious Sometimes she's known as the spirit scribe. You can experience the beauty of her spiritual counsel and their wisdom through her book and probably while we're talking today. So welcome, Patricia. Yay. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm really glad that you're here too. So let's just start at the beginning, which is what is trans mediumship? Transmediumship is spirit induced. It can be no other way. So transmediumship is where the medium has already developed a relationship with what I call my counsel. People call them spirit team. People call them guides. I call them my counsel and they're, they call themselves the council of nine. And what happens is, is their mind blends with my mind's energy, their body blends with my body and becomes my body and my mind. And they use my voice and my body to communicate healing information, healing energy and information to those in the seance room on a soul level. So trans. You do it like a seance? I do my trans full demonstrations in a seance room. So it's all done with my person who sits with me. I call her my watchdog. I love her very much. And her name is Marilyn. And so she sits with me while I'm in the altered state, because being in the altered state, you always need somebody to watch over you to do sure. this work. So how is the seance room? Like that makes me want to go, Ooh, you know, like, <laughs> what, the seance, what, what's the seance room mean? Like, what's that really about? The seance room is a place where some people say, oh, I'm, I'm, I've created a seance room or a seance space and they'll build themselves a cabinet. Some people like to sit in there because they like the power to be condensed. Now for me, I've always demonstrated and seen all the trans mediums that I've worked with outside of a cabinet space. So it's a, it's a space that is utilized by the medium and the people sitting within the room, knowing the intent of the energy that's going to transpire. So those who come into the seance room know that they're going to see something very different than they would, for example, just at the mediumship demonstration. This is full-blown spirit blending into the human being and utilizing the human being and to convey information. And it's lit in a red light. So the red light helps the people to see 
the energy or transfiguration or ectoplasm and those type of things. So the red light wow. is also for those who sit in the sense room so that they can see because it's easier for them to see under the red light than natural light. Oh, I never heard about that. Learn something new. But yeah. light is light and different vibrations of light help people to see differently. So the red light has been used for years and years and years for seances or for those doing trans work or even physical mediumship, which is really cool. So when were you actually introduced to trans mediumship? It was 1993. The lady, my only one and only earth teacher that I sat in a circle for 26 years years. I studied with other teachers, but she was my base. And she invited me to join her and a group of people to go see a demonstration of trans mediumship. I had no idea what it was. We entered the seance room and it was in a circle. And the gentleman name was David Roel, who was going to be, who's the trans medium stayed out of the room until it was time to do the trans work. And then he came into the room and he sat and we, and I watched him go from this state of being into the altered state. And oh, I get goosebumps just talking about it. it almost makes wow. me want to cry because it's so emotional and watching him go through the transfiguration and, and the manipulation from the spirit world and where his facial feature changed and his body went into a position and he held that position for over an hour and, and nothing ever wavered or changed. And the information he gave to each person in that circle on a soul level was awe-inspiring to me. And I looked at wow. my teacher and said, I'd love to do that someday. And I kind of just let it go. But I had no idea that was my introduction to the work that my soul was already prepared. To wow. Do. I have to say, I did get chills. Now, uh... <laughs> you know, I got them right now. Like the spirit world is so close. Before we came on, I started, I'm like, oh, I'm so nervous. And whenever I'm nervous, I know the spirit world is drawn close. So that's wow. my, that's my cue. Whenever I do demonstration, either platform or trance work, I get like what I call a nervous feeling because the spirit is already upon my, you know, vibration and blending wow. with me. Yeah. One thing that makes me curious is, you know, I do a lot of intuitive work and I'm a channel as well. And I've been doing this work for, you know, over 30. So my personal belief is being dead doesn't mean you're any smarter than anybody else. Mm -hmm. So how do you know that who you're, who's coming through while you're in a trance has any true wisdom or is just over on the other side, mucking around? You know what I mean? Well, I never, um, during all my trance experiences, I've always pulled the council of nine. So I've never tranced. I'll tell people this is, you're not going to see Whoopi Goldberg and we're not going to tell you where I've buried the, the treasure so that you can dig it up and, you know, go have a great time. That's not how it works. You know, I am here to give you information from the most vulnerable place of my being where I allow the spirit world to blend their energy with mine. They'll come in and Marilyn will always know. She'll say the elder was here or you had somebody different come in or the energy was different or voice was different. So I've always had the spirit world come forward and it's always accessed information to those in the sense room on a soul level. And then after I come out, I'm drained. And so people like to chat. And so Marilyn kind of runs that section and people will validate the information that came through during the trance time. So whenever I do trance work, it's always about to fulfill and serve the greatest good and highest joy of the person who's picked in the seance room to ask a question. 
Sure. I mean, you can do it from a conscious state of being and I can do it. And so I always say there's plenty of mediums out there that can do mental mediumship and they can channel wisdom from your loved ones. This is a time to be selfish and ask for something for yourself. Because it's for the highest good of you who are asking the question. I guess what I'm thinking of is, and I'm jumping around here, so please forgive me, but don't worry. If somebody was going to practice this, how do they know they're going to get some high vibe group like the Council of Nine, or they're going to get some, you know, buddy AWOL from the Pleiades? How do you know what you're getting? And how do you, because I would think you would want to protect yourself to some degree. When I started this work in years ago, and, and I'm sure you learned the same thing. We all learned about the ritual of protection, right? And so we began, those were one of some of the basic tools that we learned when we began navigating our path and opening up to our gift. And it becomes like um, one of your building blocks in your foundation. So I always say, whenever I agreed to do this work and I trust my team implicitly, I said, I will only work with those who are of the highest light and closest to God that are that are willing to step forth and use me as a vessel. And so that's my agreement with the spirit world. I've always been taught and I've always believed that we're in charge of who comes in and how we allow them to access our vibration. So we become the boss of us. For me, that's always been my experience. And anybody that I've ever seen do trans mediumship work and been in the altered state has always pulled forward somebody of a high vibration. All right. So, so to me... The most important thing you said about that is that it's intentional. In other words, you set the boundaries by asking for and only accepting the highest energy possible, the closest energy to God. Right. And that's my, that's just my prayer of intent because sure. my, my human self needs something to know that this is the, these are the words that I can use that creates that understanding and that relationship with the spirit world. We always call it the highest vibration because let's say, for example, and I don't do these type of things, let's go do some kind of a thing at Halloween in the woods and see if we can, you know, conjure right. up some low right. vibration. You have to remember when you conjure up those low vibrations, you're creating that reality for yourself. Our place to invite those in who are of a higher vibration and that can serve our clientele or serve those in the sands room or serve those who sit before us because we have such a big responsibility by even doing readings and sharing this information with them because it becomes life-changing for the people. So that's always been part of my um, intent and part of the ethics and yeah. the foundation on which I stand and, and do my work from. I think that's wonderful. But what's most wonderful is explaining that about your work is essential. I took a class in mediumship and I must admit I was a little appalled. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine because a lot of people will say they're a medium and they're not a medium. We have to be careful of who we go and sit with or who we choose yeah. our teachers, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just because they can connect with somebody who's on the other side doesn't mean that person has high level message to give you or anything of value. I'm just glad that we defined that and now we can move on <laughs> and it's always about the message like you said you hit on a very important part 
the spirit world or your loved ones or your friends or whoever's in the spirit world that you want to connect with from a, a mental mediumship perspective, they don't just come to say, hey, how you doing, Ronnie? I'm here. Yeah, I'm having a great time. See you later. Bye. Hope you're enjoying your life. They come with a specific message. They come to serve you either to, to heal a wound between you, to ask you to communicate a message to someone who might be hurting, but you became that light for them to be able to get to. They always come forward with a message that serves somebody. It's never just to say, hi, I'm in heaven. See you later. I'm planting flowers. Gotta go. Bye. You know, that's not, that's not what they do. And my experience and, and what I believe mediumship is because mediumship is multifaceted. It's not just about the dead. It's also about about the guides and teachers and those councils that want to speak through the mediums to convey universal knowledge to the world. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) All right. There are some differences between types of mediumship and you mentioned mental you mentioned mentioned trance can you help explain what the differences are for me my mediumship works this way whenever i do a reading for somebody i access information on a soul level for that person and spirit world serves their greatest good and highest joy but i also allow those who have crossed over to intermingle in the in the reading if they have something of importance to say but it's always about serving the person so mental mediumship is about accessing information on a soul level, giving people guidance, helping people move forward, and also communicating messages of healing, hope, and love through those who have crossed over to help the living person to continue moving on, right? So trance mediumship, it can be no other way but spirit-induced. Can't be induced by, I'm just going to go into a trance and now I'm in a trance. You have to learn how to sit in the power. You have to allow yourself to go into the altered state and you have to prepare yourself for the blending of the spirit world's mind, body, and soul into yours. And you have to be comfortable with that because some people are like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get possessed or I'm going to carry something home with me. And I want to say that's poppycock. I don't even know. I want to use that word, but that's the word. I love that word. It's a great great word. Poppycock. It's awesome. So that's not the way that it works because they, those who want to communicate something have something of such value to say, and we've created an even exchange of energy. And so I say, I'm of service to you. And they say, we're of service for your world. And so they they come from their world to service our world. And so they utilize the person in the trance state to communicate that information. When I do trance work, I swear, I say to Marilyn, come on, I'm like, was I yelling? And I can hear this voice and it sounds like it's amplified by a million. So I hear this loud patty voice in my head. That's, and I'm gone for over an hour. By the when I come back, I'm like, it's anywhere from 55 minutes to an hour and 20. And I'm like, wow, I won't know until I talk to Marilyn, you know, how many readings have happened and all of those things. But my experience is I hear my voice and they're like, oh, your voice was so beautiful. You had the most beautiful accent, the healing vibration that came off of you. We've never seen anything like this. And so I know that whatever's happening in the moments when I'm taking a hiatus, something beautiful is happening on the earth plane where people in that sands room are getting a healing even if they don't get a reading that (laughs) is cool all right it is interesting though because you know if you go on youtube you'll see everything and anything right Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of people who claim to be you know doing trans mediumship who are bringing for things that that makes you wonder how many kinds of truth there are (laughs) right you know what i mean I do. Your work is very specific. You and I are far more aligned uh, in terms of our purpose, because I'm here to help somebody move forward if that's what they want to do. 
I have the same intention that you do. Like you were saying, the messages come forward to be healing and helpful. Right. But when people go on the, on these channeling things where they start talking about what's going to happen to the planet and what's happening between the levels and other worlds, that's like another thing unto itself. Might still be transmediumship, but it doesn't have the same kind of intention. You want to work with the individuals who are there asking questions and want help and healing. Sure, that's my intent as a human being and as a medium, but I'll have to tell you there are times when the council will come forward and they'll speak to um, information about the planet. But when somebody asks the council a question, they can be very funny. Um, Marilyn will say they'll answer that specific question for that person, or they'll, they'll kind of scold them in a loving way and bring them back to center and say, you know, we're not going to answer that question because that's not what's going to serve you. This is going to serve you. And she'll, and the people will be, they'll tell her at the end, like, you know, I wasn't expecting that, you know, I, I, I didn't know that that was, you know, going to come forward. So, but they will talk about universal things. They'll even talk about medical conditions. They'll talk about all types of things from the altered or the trance state, the, you know, the altered state of being from that um, trans communications. But it depends on, like you said, who are we watching on YouTube? How are we vetting them? You know, are they true and authentic to the work that they say that they're doing? Because anybody can do anything behind a computer screen. <laughs> People want to be YouTube famous or Instagram famous or TikTok famous or whatever they want to be. But what's the real reason that we do the work? Do the work because I look at myself as someone who's doing a service. So I'm fulfilling the service portion of my soul. And so I'm being of service to people in the, mm. in the highest way that I can find to be. And yeah. trance is beautiful. Trance is vulnerable. When you see the trance medium, it's like nothing you've ever seen. It's like an experience that really... To explain it, there are not a lot of words that can explain it, but it's mm -hmm. like something that it's not like a regular mediumship demonstration. So let's just put it that way. Okay. <laughs> so, thank you for, you know, having these conversations with me because these are all the things I think about all the time. So I <laughs> love welcome. that you're willing to go there with me. I appreciate it very much. Let's really talk about this then. How do you prepare to become a trans channel? Like, it sounds like you worked a long time at that. A very long time. And the way that I prepared before, like I said, I didn't know that this was the ultimate place I was going to be 20 years later after sitting before Dr. Fred. But um, what you do is, is you build a relationship with your team. It takes dedication, practice, patience, the ability to be experimental and experimentation during the time in that energy, allowing yourself the freedom of surrender, because the only way that you're going to really, truly be in that trance state is you have to surrender. Yeah. You have to let go. Yeah. You have to surrender to allow the spirit person to step in and use your body and your voice. It takes years of sitting in this in the seat, years of dedication to the craft because the craft is always evolving. So it's a lifelong dedication for those who do decide to step forward and utilize the trance portion of mediumship. But it's not for everybody, you know, right. because sometimes people's minds could really be involved. So they're not really in the authentic 
deep state of trance. So their mind is still in control of what's happening or coming out. And you'll be able to tell by um, what's happening with the person who's doing the demonstration or in that trance state. But it takes years of sitting in the seat before you could even go out and do a demonstration. And the greatest way is working through trance healing. Because once we, al- once we learn how to heal through the trance state, it sets us up for a clearer and cleaner communication, in my opinion. So how do you heal in the trance state? You sit there and you go into the altered state and all you do is you place a hand on the, on right here, the base of the, at the base of the back, you go into the altered state and you allow the spirit team to come in and do the work. You don't do anything. You sit there and you become this vessel. And I've had people say, when you were doing that trance healing, I was in so much pain. I just almost couldn't, I almost couldn't stand it until the pain subsided and it moved away. And they'll say a lot of times during a trance healing that people will experience deep feelings of pain in the bodies, in the areas of their bodies that need to be cleared or healed, but it's part of the process. It doesn't necessarily mean that everyone who's going to get a trance healing is going to be in pain. But for example, that's, you know, some of the um, feedback that I've gotten. You just close your eyes and you let the spirit world do the work. So it it teaches you how to be in the altered state and to sit in the power. For you to get to that point, you had someone work on you with trance healing and they put their hand on the back of your neck. Is that what you're saying? No, we did all those that we did that practice when I worked in England and I studied with a trans medium called uh, Judith Seaman out and I spent some time in England doing some studying and so we did trans healing but I'm saying that by learning how to sit in the power in the altered state and you allow yourself up and you open yourself up to be that healing vessel, it prepares you for what comes next, learning how to work with that healing vibration and learning how to sit in the altered state. It's a great way that takes you out of it because you're not there to communicate anything. You're not there to say anything. You're just there as a vessel and the spirit people come in and they utilize your body in the same way they would in the trance state. So that's a practice Mm -hmm. on the way to being a full trance medium is to work through trance healing and be the conduit for that. Yes, that would be a great first step and learning how to build a rapport and, and channeling and writing channeled information in your journal and allowing yourself the freedom to have those expressions like you and I do where the spirit world speaks through you and utilizes you and these beautiful messages come from you, but you know, they come through you, but they're not of you. So it's like building a cake, you know, and it's layer upon layer. And one of those cakes that have all those fine layers, little layer frosting, little layer frosting. And then you have a cake this big, but it's got like 20 or 30 layers in there. It takes building and building and building and finding yourself a circle and finding places to practice your craft, but knowing that it is a big responsibility and to really understand the dynamics of the transport. Because like you said, you know, people who aren't aware of the way the spirit world works, if we don't set up the parameters for ourselves, we open ourselves up to anything. So I want to tell you, there's an American trans medium. Her name was Nettie Colburn. She advised President Lincoln because President Lincoln was a spiritualist. Met his, oh, wife, wow. Mary, met his wife, Mary Todd at a seance. So she first met Mary Todd at a seance and all of a sudden started speaking information from their dead son because they had a child who passed away. Oh, wow. Then she started giving Mary Todd information about matters of the state. So after, and she started doing this at 15 years old. And when she got done with the seance, they said, you have to come to Washington and you have to sit with President Lincoln. 
So she went and had a seance with and went to the altered state for President Lincoln and told him about the feather in his cap would be the Emancipation Proclamation. Now, all of his advisors wanted him to abort that and get rid of it and not follow through with it. And she said, do not listen to them. It will be the feather in your cap, your crowning glory. So he listened to a trance medium over the advice of his generals, and it was the crowning glory of his presidency. Isn't that something? This is just amazing. Nettie Colburn is a magnificent American medium. If you, trans medium, if you want to go and do some research on her and to, there's a book on her, you can read all of those stories in this wow. book. It's just truly incredible. That's, a, that's really amazing. Like, how did you even get connected to the White House? That's, that's an amazing story. That It just brings me in so many different directions. So let's go back to any specific tools that you need to do that trans medium work. Well, the tools first are the spirit world needs your body. Without your body, their voices cease to be heard and felt and experienced here, right? As far as physical tools, when you're sitting in the seance room is the red light, okay? So the red yep. light to help to help the people to see transfiguration, energy. People will say my aura goes out and in and they're your light's magic. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and then they can see the energy go out and then they'll, they'll see shadows cast on the wall that aren't even there. So it's pretty incredible. But as far as tools, that's about the only tool that you need. But the development of self is your most important tool. The development and the building the relationship with those who you are asking to step forward and do the work with you. Because remember, you're extending an invitation to for those in spirit to use you and utilize your body. And it's not a it's not some work that's going to glorify anybody or put them on a main stage or any of those type of things. This is, I would call a labor of love on a soul level to honor those oh, yeah. in spirit. If people so, are looking to do it, to go and get, you know, rich or famous. Don't count on I'm that. I'm just going to say fat chance. <laughs> fat chance. Yeah. Because someone said, I think that you were doing a show and all made up because of all the things that you were doing. You said, but if I hadn't heard with my own ears, that man tell you after you told him about Thomas Edison, that he was an electrician, I would never have believed you were real. And I was like, well, I said, oh, I said Thomas Edison. <laughs> I mean, and I'm sitting there going, I don't, you know, this guy's like, blah, blah, blah. but the other guy's like, you know, everything that the, from the trans state, what the council spoke to him, spoke to him on such a deep soul level that he was in parallel existence with what Thomas Edison wanted to create and bring into this world, as far as the way his brain worked as an electrician. And I thought that was just magnificent. So wow. those, those are some of the things that happen, you know, because people will be like, oh, you're making it up or, you know, I mean, you have to remember you're putting yourself out there and, and again, in the most vulnerable way that you, that oh, you yeah. possibly can be prepared to have those who are going to be drawn to are going to come, but you know, not everybody that sits in your audience is going to be there because they're there because they believe there you're going to have your skeptics out there. And the spirit world always manages to do stuff like that, that the skeptics are there. They walk out of the seance room with like, okay, you know, I didn't believe, but now I I somewhat believe because sure. evidence was given. So, yeah. Should a trans medium ever do this kind of demonstration alone? Absolutely not. Because? Okay. Because any, because harm can come to the medium because you're in an altered state. What happens to my body when I go into trance is my blood pressure slows down. It's like I go into hibernation, like a bear, my blood pressure slows down. My breathing slows down. My heart rate's 
slows down. Everything about my physical body comes to almost like a slow, non-existent pace so that the spirit world can transition in and begin to utilize the energy of my body. And so I have Marilyn sit with me so that she's in charge. She's conscious, fully conscious, and she's in charge of the people in the sales room. So, and people are you know, told, you know, never touch the trans medium. So she makes sure that no harm ever comes to me. So you should never do it alone because people will tell you some of the teachers in England will tell you, you know, it can cause death to a trans medium because you'll startle them out of that deep state. It can actually make you go in and have a physical heart attack because your body is jolted out of this altered state of being where you've taken it into a hibernative state. Yes. Never do it alone. Plus your person there acts as a battery pack as well. And, and their energy is also helping sustain your energy. Hmm. So they're helping, they're sitting there and they're assisting the person who's in the trance state. But Carolyn will tell me she'll recognize when the energy drops and then the, the council will begin to say their goodbye. So she's, because she sat with me for so long, she can see the different things that happen. Ah. Well, so, that was going to be what I was going to ask Nask. How do you know when it's over? <laughs> well, the council will, they know what's going on with the physical body of Patty, you know, or who's ever in the trance state. So they know what's happening with my physical body. So they're aware of when my physical body can't sustain that energy any longer because sitting in the trance state for an hour is a very long time. You know, I think I've made a hour and 20 is the longest I've made. Mm -hmm. So they're, they become aware and then they'll begin to pull back and they'll say, you know, they'll basically say goodbye. We're done. Thank you. God bless you. Whatever their exit is, they'll let the person know, even when they're given the messages, I'll tell, you know, tell the people before I go into the trance, do not interrupt. Let the council speak to you. They'll dismiss you when they're done and they'll dismiss them with a God bless you or peace be with you or, you know, whatever it is, they'll give them a send off. And it's really funny because somebody will say, you know, I heard the council saying, God bless you to everybody. But when they came to me, they said, peace be with you. And they go, because I don't believe in God. And so they, I was like sitting there thinking they're going to say, God bless you to me. But it's interesting that the council knows how to address the yeah. people. So it's really is a very wonderful, mystical, magical experience. And I'm, you know, humbled to be able to do the work. Here's my wacky question for you. Now you don't remember, right? I don't remember, but pieces of the memories of those things stay within the mind of the medium because you have to remember it's overlaid in the mind. But I, like I said, what I remember is I hear Patty's, this voice sound like it's screaming in my head. Right. I hear words being spoken and I hear this loud voice. That's what I get when I'm in the trance state. Okay. Because when I come out, it takes me like 48 hours to recover. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I guess what I wanted to know was, can you tell me like, what's your favorite story? One of, because I'm sure you have lots of your favorite stories of messages that got delivered that was so like blew somebody away or changed their life or was so transformative that that's exactly why you do this work. Can you? Can you <laughs> oh my gosh, there's so many. I, that's a big one. Well, I'll have people send me emails all the time. You've changed my life or what you said came true. Let me think for a second because there's so many different things. Everything is special. I had a mother sit before me and she had one of her twins passed away. And she sat with medium after medium after medium. And the way that, and I did this from a regular place of mediumship, but my counsel moves forward because I'll have three that sit with me there. I recognize their energy. Don't know their names. It's not important. It's their energy. And she said, I'm actually leaving here with hope, hope for the first time in years, because nobody has ever been able to give me a direction 
and, and, and validate my life and help me to realize that I still had so much living to do until I sat here with you. That always sticks with me because things like that yeah. happen a lot. Changed my life. You've given me direction. You've given me hope. You know, I'll have people sit with me and I'll be like, why are you carrying a bunch of stones inside of your bra? And they're like, how do you know they're in there? And I'm like, because they're showing me, I said, and you're, you know, you're using them as a crutch and not as a tool. And those stones are there to teach you not to become that crutch that you lean upon They're They're sharing their energy with you to teach you something about your life. And when you can recognize that you can admire them as a stone or a crystal on your desk, not something you need to carry or pack in your bra. I mean, like all kinds of stuff like that happens all the time. The spirit world, I always say, is wiser than I am. I just become that vessel that helps communicate the information that you or whoever sits before me needs. And so that's my place in the work. So I just look at myself as the detached observer of another person's life, because if we get emotionally attached to the outcome of the messages given, then we're not serving the people who sit before us. We're serving our own ego and ourself because we think we need to be right. I'll say things and be like, why did I say that? Or people will leave with a blank look on their face. And then within a matter of time, they'll send stuff back. You have no idea. So, you know, you sit there as the human when they leave, right? I mean, I've even had a reading where I told a lady or father told her that that there was a leather bound book on the top bookshelf and it had an inscription in it and it described the inscription and everything. And she goes, I've been throughout that library for years now. There's nothing up there. I said, I'm telling you, go home and look. The woman went home and looked and the Bible was covered in dust and it was on top and it was inscribed from their great grandparents with a date and the message to their father. It was, it was like incredible. So that's a part of remote viewing. So being able to see, you know, being able to see what's not here. So things like that, you know, those are a few things that have happened. (laughs) Wow. Oh, I'm sure there's like, you know, we could take hours to tell the stories, but I think it's always nice to share one of the stories that made a difference for somebody so people can really get it. You know, I think that makes it so much more relatable. So let's just quickly talk about your book because I know you're very excited about it. I am the light. <laughs> I am and the light. So just tell me a little bit about that. Okay. So I am the light. It's the wisdom of Jesus in the 21st century. And I've been channeling information for years and put in my journal and I was invited to speak about the Christ light, the golden light, which is written in the book and um, about, you know, Jesus's influence. And I did it. And when I got in my car, they said it's time. And when I sat in 2013, before one of my trans medium, I I sat in a week workshop, I channeled information from Jesus. And I mean, I've been channeling information, but that's when he physically showed up. And so they took me back to that date. So this is a book of channeled wisdom and how the teachings of Christ when applied to our everyday lives can show us the way. And it's filled with teachable moments from my own life and teachable moments that can apply to everybody's life and where peace, love, prayer, and faith become the stepping stones towards that oneness with God or whatever we refer to as God. Because the book doesn't tell you that there's only one God. The book teaches you to gravitate towards that which you understand to be God for you. Because some people say nature's my God or God is a light or God is not a person or God is this. But the book teaches you how to navigate towards the God of your understanding because in all actuality, it brings us back inside of ourselves to that soul light. So it's filled with teachable moments to teach us about life. I mean, there's some, there's true stories in there and things that have happened and journeys that I've taken and all the information in the passages is 
it's channeled and, and it's drawn through inspired writing. And at the end, I'll leave authored information and author reflections. And the people will say, I'm glad you left that author reflection. It really helped me to understand that pure channel because that pure channeled information could be, it comes in parables and it could be like, whoa, what does that mean? So right. that's, that's the book. And I, and I'm really excited because people have said it's created a ripple effect in their life. And so I've seen, I've seen the ripple effect it's created. And the only reason that I wrote it is because I wanted to share a piece of this universal wisdom that I've gathered for over 50 years of my life with the world. And this was the platform from which I can do so in a wow. small little tiny piece. You don't have enough wrinkles for 50 years. <laughs> 57. <laughs> Trust me, they're here. It's probably this filter on my <laughs> filter on my um on this webcam thing because it made a filter and I could never get rid of it. So trust me, they're there. <laughs> I know it's funny. We're on Zoom. Nobody else can see us, but that's really funny. I have to just learn to accept them. <laughs> that's okay. We had a lovely conversation. I think you really did a great job of explaining the whole piece about trans mediumship and what that really means and what it brings to the world. Clearly you are a bright light. It's emanating off of you now. I can see it. So Aww. there's no question about it. I'm thrilled that we had an opportunity to talk about this so that the listeners can have a better understanding of what that's about and decide if they want to listen to one and be seated in front of one or try to become one, right? There's so many options. So thanks so much for spending this time with me. And then how can people find or contact you and whatever you say, I'll put in the show notes as well. Find me. You have to look for Patricia Horton. My name, my mom called me is Patty. I do have guided meditations online as well. I have three that I've professionally done. What's your website? Um, inner eye connections, I N N E R E Y E the word connections.com. Okay. And that's how you can find me. Or you can type in medium Patty Horton and NRI connections will pop up on Google. Thank you so much for being with us here today. And um, I really appreciate you sharing all of your wisdom and experience. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm grateful and honored that you, that you'd let me share time with you. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to like this episode if you enjoyed it. Write a positive review if you feel inspired and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'll have more about love and magic next time. Until then, this is Oceana Fortuna reminding you to share your love and seek magic every day.